Discussing Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Discussing Trek. Today, we're going to talk more Lower Decks as we review Lower Decks Episode 8, Veritas. Like always, I'm your host, Clarence, and I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts slash Trekkies, starting with none other than the Stargate story themselves, Jeremy Barrow. How are you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here and looking forward to hear what everybody says about this episode. All right. All right. Cool beans. And also on the episode, we have the Trek story himself, Jonathan Schwartz. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. I got two days off this week, which is abnormal for me here of late. So I am excited about that. Going to watch a lot of Star Trek. Wait, two is less than usual? (laughs) Oh, God, yes. I hadn't had two days off in probably three months. Oh, awesome. Yeah, man, it seems like with me, whenever I do have more time off, I have all this stuff I want to do. But when I have the time off, I never get it done. So that's like a fault of mine. Yeah, and I, to be honest with you, I'm not saying this just because we're talking about because we talk about trick. But usually on my day off, my great ideas and plans of things to do are usually ruined because I sit down and start watching an episode of Star Trek, which turns into two, and three, and four, and five, and next thing I know, my whole day is gone. <laughs> hey, you could do a lot worse. Very true. I could be watching what was it, uh, Tiger King or something. Oh, oh no! Carol Baskins. <laughs> hey, did you know she's on Dances with Dancing with the Stars now? I heard that. Yes, I heard <laughs> that. So interesting question. Mark. From what I understand, she's probably going to be on. She almost got away with it. Next, <laughs> oh, she God. did get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, okay, guys, you can support the show by subscribing, leaving a review, or telling a friend. If you have a review idea, send that along with anything else you want us to know to fans at DiscussingTrek.com or hit us up at DiscussingTrek on any and all of the social medias. I will give a quick plug to the Discussing Network Patreon account. We don't have the Discussing Trek Patreon anymore. It's all got moved over to the Discussing Network Patreon account. But if you do go there and you become a patron, you can have access to an episode we did of Space Seed, a review of Space Seed we did uh, that won't be released. So well, after this season of Discovery, the next season of, of Discovery is over. So if you want that early, you can head over to the Discussing Network Patreon and you can listen to it there months early. So check that out. All right, guys. Well, we are ready to get into our review of Lower Decks Veritas, which aired on September the 24th, 2020. Mariner, Boimler, Tindy and Rutherford are called off guard when an alien forces them to testify about a series of seemingly unrelated events. Spoilers. Red alert. All hands stand the battle station. What gives you the right? You cannot destroy an idea. At ease before you sprain something. Let's go around a horn and get everybody's high level view of this episode. Let's start with Jeremy first. I was just unmoved by the episode, I guess. Like it, it didn't offend me. It didn't I wasn't enthusiastic about it. I watched it. It happened. Mm. Life goes on. Oh man, you guys disappoint me. What, what, <laughs> what about you, Jonathan? Let's 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 have it. 
<laughs> oh, man. We, I had so much hope for this episode coming out of the last one. And very much a letdown. There was so much potential in this episode. And it seems like it was just wasted at a reach for a laugh. Uh, for me... I thought the episode was fantastic and is my favorite so far. Uh, to me, it's a step up from the last episode. It's, it's, it's on an upward trajectory. I'm, I can't wait to hear how and why. <laughs> well, I mean, definitely some uh, subversion of expectations, which I very much enjoyed. I think each of the characters got an opportunity to have their little s- sliver of the show that fit into the larger story. And, you know, I just kind of like that they, again, kind of tricked us in the episode. I, I thought that was well done and maybe not the funniest episode, but, I, you know, I, I very much enjoyed it. So let's start things off like we have for the last few episodes and try to talk about any highlights or the good of the episode, if there is any from you, John and Jeremy. So I'll, I'll start with you, John. Um, any highlights or good things that you could garner from this episode? Oh, so the one thing I was happy to see uh, was Mariner and Moiler on the bridge now. Uh, so looks to me that they've gotten a promotion, quote unquote, maybe. Uh, So that was a good thing to see. Maybe that'll kind of tie in more of what's going on on the upper decks. Uh, I did like the pulling together of the lower decks in this episode. So that that was a good thing. It was not really a, uh, I wouldn't say a clash, but I mean, it wasn't just like Boiler and Mariner beefing or, you know, vice versa. But I, I, I did like the camaraderie of the lower deck sticking together for a common cause. And also like the fact that they got a promotion. So that was good, in my opinion. Yeah, a po- possible promotion. I don't know if we got that definitively, but they were, you know, on, on the bridge, which was freaking awesome. Yeah. I, I enjoyed well, that. Well, not a promotion. They got a better assignment. I want to yeah. shift, I'll say that. Yeah, better assignment. I, I agree with you on that. Uh, Jeremy, any, any highlights from this episode, man? Uh, I like the fact that it was more of a... Uh, one story episode as opposed to, you know, having two like a plot and a subplot and just, you know, the they were they were all working together. Like John said, and I, and I like that. I like that it was just a one cohesive plot line that we could that we could look at. Hmm, man, I'm gonna be pulling from straw <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> um, for for me, there's a lot of things I loved, loved about this episode. I like the fact that they started it off with this trial or the supposed trial that is like we've seen on so many other episodes. Um, there's countless examples. What I think of is, is uh, Q putting humanity on trials, what I think of. But, you know, a very Klingon-esque hall looking place where they rose from the ground out of that holding cell, question mark. Mm. Uh, so, so you, no, I'm sorry, not to interrupt you, I just want to throw this in here. When I first seen that, you know, the first thought that popped into my mind was that was Star Wars. Hmm. So, you know, when Obi-Wan and uh, I forget the names, it's been so long. Qui-Gon? Qui-Gon, maybe they were going into the trial and 
like all of the members of the Senate were sitting in like these little yeah cutouts in the room all the way up to the top. And, it it you know. does kind of have hints of the um, of the Galactic Imperial Senate. Senate. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see that. I can see that. I kind of feel like thought that's where they were kind of going with it, which was pretty cool, like blasphemous, but I mean, at well, the same time, it was not bad to throw it in if that's what they were going for. I mean, that, I mean, it, it also reminded me a lot of the, I mean, not really trial per se, but the 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 Klingon uh, Hall. It, it kind of I forgot what they called it, it's yeah. the Hall of Honor, whatever uh, it's called, Hall of Warriors or something like that. Yeah, it 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 reminded me of that too. I mean, it's it's been. Yeah. Pl- plenty episodes where we've had this kind of trial looking scene so you know that that's what it reminded me of and i think there was a movie to where kirk which movie was it kirk goes to the klingon hall i can't it's one of the later six I it might have been six but yeah that that's what it reminded me of i mean i i, I enjoyed that i love that they kind of tricked us in a sense now what I thought they were going to do, I thought we were going to go into this clip episode, which we kind of did, but I thought it was going to be more traditional, a more traditional clip episode to where we see flashbacks of different episodes that we've seen before. But they kind of tricked me there again because they they told original stories. So for me, again, like one of the reasons I like this episode so much is because the them kind of throwing us the misdirection with that, like they did in the last episode with the form, you know, kind of throwing us for the misdirection there as well. But I also like that this guy that was putting them on trial and I forget his name. I have it written down somewhere, somewhere down here. Let's see. What is the guy's name? It wasn't important to remember. It, oh, Char. <laughs> was it? it was Claire. It was Clar. Clar. Yeah, Clar, I think it was. Yeah. So, but but what I liked about it is is Clar, in a lot of ways, he was sort of like the audience or some of the audience that's, that hate the show. And, and hear, me, hear me out here. So you have Ballmer, Boimler, you have Tindy, you have Mariner, you have Rutherford, all telling these ridiculous stories. What does Clar say? That's not becoming of a Starfleet officer. You're supposed to be on top of all things at all times on your ship. You know, there's no way what you're saying is true. And, and that's how a lot of people feel about the show. You know, this is, <laughs> this is a little crock. You know, I mean, this is not what Starfleet is. And, you know, we have we have, of course, have Boimler at the very end saying they're not privy to everything going on on their ship. And even their ca- even their bridge officers aren't privy to everything that's going on in Starfleet. So for me, I kind of like how that was maybe a slight nod to the people that are hating on the show to say, okay, this is something different. Don't expect it to be the enterprise. It's a different type of different type of crew, different type of ship, different type of show. Hmm. Well, I, I have a few interjections about that, but we'll get into it. Well, let's go for it, man. We we're hitting all points. Um, well, I guess we'll just start from the beginning. And um, so let's let's go ahead and talk about them starting this supposed trial. And then they go into Mariner's story. They have this big argument. Well, I guess uh, Ruth, was it Boimler and Mariner had an argument about Rogadana and Khan, which I thought was was interesting. Um, Red alert. And like you mentioned earlier, the Lord's a few of the Lord Deckers are summoned to the bridge. So 
First off, did any of you guys like Mariner's reference about nothing to do on Earth? Did did you get the, catch that? Not really. Mm-mm, I missed that. Oh wow! So she says she says that there's nothing to do on Earth except drink wine and hang out at vineyards and soul food restaurants. That made me smile. Oh yeah, I did get that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, just, uh, listen, it, it, I get it. I mean, I did get that. But why? Like, I, I yeah, it, should should she have known that? Probably not. But I still thought it was a good little because it because it's a DS Nine reference, man. Come on, in there with the soul food restaurants. I thought that was cool. But when will this show stand on its own instead of trying to garner attention by references? Okay, well, let's 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 take it a little further then. We have so we have these and well the, actually that's one of the problems I have with the episode or this show in general, and this episode kind of contradicts itself because you have Boimler at the very end saying that we don't know what's going on all the time. We don't even know what's going on going on, on our ship. Yet and still they know references to everything that's ever happened in Starfleet. So it's <laughs> it's kinda contradicting everything they say in this episode in a way, but right. I don't know. But but I mean, well, let's go on a little bit. The Easter eggs that make sense to me, which I think they did a pretty good job of it in this episode, was it had to do with the mission in these different stories. So you have Rutherford, which I'm really intrigued. That's one of the highlights of this episode to me is him. But you have Rutherford going to this museum where we see all these other ships, which I thought was a good way to have references. You know, we have the um, the Romulan. We have the Romulan bird of prey, which is uh, pretty much a reference to the balance of terror because it looks just like the same ship. We just, you know, we, we reviewed that episode. Remember? Yeah, uh, it's pretty much the same ship from that episode, although the bridge was different. I noticed that, <laughs> but you know that that's the way you do a reference because it made sense in the in the st- the telling of the story, right? And like it's not in your face reference, you know what I mean? Like it's a reference you catch, but it's not just put there and say, "Hey, look at this reference." Hey, TNG. <laughs> hey, DS9. Right. <laughs> like it, it was just one of them things that just kind of goes by, and then you, as the audience, say. Hey, wasn't that that ship on Balance of Terror? Wasn't that that Warbird? You know, that that's a good reference for an Easter egg to use. Not just throw it out there in your face and slap you with it. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It, it was part of the story and it all flowed. So that that's why I love that in particular. So did you guys have any thoughts on Rutherford? Uh, because I don't... Is he a secret agent? Or to me, there was something more to his story that we didn't get in this episode. But... To me, it sounds like it might be something bigger with with him. Why would you? Why? What? What made you think that? Oh, I mean, he pretty much kicks tail on this mission without ever really knowing what's going on. Well, I think that was more or less the his. I took it as his implant was kind of taken over when he was out. So you remember that episode where he programmed his implant to fight when he was trying to uh, like become a security officer. Like because of his implant, he can do these things, but it keeps it's like a bad Windows PC. It just keeps rebooting itself. <laughs> and every time he reboots itself, like he's his physical body is unconscious. But maybe I was thinking the implant was kind of taking over. And that makes sense. I just thought it was very interesting. I kind of want to know more about that. But 
your explanation is is pretty good on that one. So what that did, but well, what that did make me think about was, you know, maybe he didn't rely on this implant enough, or or maybe he's capable of a lot more without it. Yeah, maybe it's limiting him. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's that so much is. The reason I really thought it may have been like a secret re- weapon or something for Starfleet is because you have Shax and what's the engineer guy's name? Billups. You have them both coming to him and like basically giving him a giving him a few words to make him become this secret agent cool guy, you know? Right. And to me that felt very, I don't know, secret hmm. secret weapon type thing. I guess I can see that. Like maybe he maybe that was the implant was programmed to do that without him remembering and maybe they could activate it. It's just, they seem, they seem really shocked after each instance. Like they seemed really shocked that he was doing these things. Like if it was a secret weapon, they were noted, they knew about, it, I don't think they would have been as shocked. Hmm. I think get the impression that they were shocked. I think it was him that was shocked. I got it. Because, I mean, each time, like, I don't forget each instance, but they come back like, man, it was amazing what you did. We had no idea. Or, oh, maybe so. Hmm. Unless it was just all a ploy, like, to make him feel like it was an accident. I don't know. I mean, now we're going down a rabbit hole here, but. I mean, it's fine. I mean, I, I loved all these vignettes. I thought they were good. Um, And then I thought it was cool that they visited the museum. We got to see a few ships that I thought were kind of cool. Uh, in that museum as well. So I, I like that idea of giving it a story just justification for the Easter eggs. I thought that was pretty cool. I could have done without the fan dance. That was dumb. Oh, God. <laughs> that was Bugs. That's very Bugs Bunny. And that was another one of those things like, hey, we need something to make them laugh and we only have 10 seconds to do it. Give me an idea. Let's make a dance with fans. And I'm wondering, was it a reference or something? Because I just totally didn't get it at all. No, I didn't either. And also, the Gorn wedding was dumb. Yeah, again, one of those things—they slapping you in the face with a reference. Yeah, they. To me, that was just to fill time. (laughs) And also, oh man, I guess we're we're plainly into the gripes now. Uh, Also, (laughs) also, I mean, I really love Rutherford's story, but now that we talk about it, it there's a bunch of dumb stuff in it to me. (laughs) Also, um. Let's, let's talk about Tendies a little bit because Tendies I thought was cool as well, uh, where she was quote unquote the cleaner, but, <laughs> but it was all like happenstance and she was just kind of fell into the mission, I guess. Oh, was she really the cleaner? I don't, I'm still kind of confused on that. I thought it was all a mistake. What did you guys think? This was probably my favorite, uh, story of the four months, you know, myself. But I'm kind, of, I'm kind of leaning towards it was all a mistake. But I also kind of feel like they've dealt with Tendi enough to know that she is not a cleaner. She's medical personnel. Yeah. And that kind of leads to their to their incompetence. That they would just walk into the conference room and say, oh, you must be the cleaner since you're cleaning. Oh, boy. Let's go. That's top secret mission. She's a secret so, bad A, man. And, and I have no trouble believing that. But she has given them no reason to think that she would be a cleaner. So I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt just because I want this to be true. So it'll make it better for me. (laughs) Like, so the whole time, this whole episode, like outside of the flashbacks or flashback stories, 
she was acting like very nervous, like she knew something hmm. that she couldn't say. And the story she told was by no means anything like no major revelation. So, and she as much said that she made that up in so many words because she couldn't, she wasn't allowed to say. So maybe she is the secret weapon that you think Rutherford it would be. Maybe it is Tindy. Hmm. And she just couldn't, she just really couldn't say. And she was trained to give that false story and make up things that was so ridiculously unbelievable that it was believable. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I just, because if not, I really got a problem with what was her problem? What was she so nervous about? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and ultimately, I usually have issue with stories where people are just good by dumb luck. Right. Uh, like on the Phantom Menace, Anakin jumping in the ship and blowing up everything <laughs> <laughs> just by luck. Oh, let me press this. But, you know, I, I kind of have a problem with that. But I don't know. I, I enjoyed her, that story. I enjoyed the Ransom Force Bros, Secret Force Bros. I thought they were all funny and very stereotypical. Um, yeah, that was a good part. I did enjoy that the little secret. I would like to know. That was something else. I, w- I wish they kind of would have went into it. Not necessarily the classified part of it, but maybe a little, little more backstory. Like this was the team that rescued such and such from such and such, or this is the team that. You know what I mean? Kind of build them up just a little bit more, and maybe they will in later episodes, but that would have made that even better, but I did like it. Oh, man, they missed the opportunity to use the characters from um, the game Elite Force. That would have been perfect. I don't know if y'all played that, but it's pretty freaking cool. Um, But yeah, I don't know, man. I think the stories stories individually were fun. Um, And again they were as unbelievable to us as they were to Clar as he listened, which I think was the whole point. Um, is that it? <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about Bumler's reasoning at the end. Uh, he basically says, we don't know anything. We never know anything. Uh, Clar's like, you're a Starfleet. Surely you're briefed on every contingency. You're the best of the best. You know, so I don't know. It's I feel like it was a good. He did. I mean, uh, Boimler, Boimler, I, I still can't Boimler, Boimler. Okay, Boiler. Anyway, Bueller. <laughs> uh, I think uh, now his last speech was very riveting. I'll say that I I, I did enjoy that. Like it, it, like him standing up for Starfleet was a really good job. Which Captain says so in the end. So that I mean that was a highlight in that situation, but um, it's it's just it's a lot of little things that went on. Like, okay, for instance, can we should have had a little more explanation on why this celebration was held that way? Or well, you know, said, I, I he said he said I, it was because he has they have to adhere to the people's customs as part of the prime directive what customs it was the customs of the custom of the person they saved to throw this party so they couldn't intervene while this fake trial thing party slash whatever was going on yeah like why was it all shrouded in secrecy and i get it if that's the way they do it it needed to be said 
like that's how like some maybe maybe a clear a scene where the captain like uh Clark and the captain have this conversation saying hey I'm gonna do this celebration and this is our custom to do it this way do you think your crew will handle this correctly and the captain's like yeah, I think they'll do great, but uh, Mariner may be a problem, and then they go on into it. You know what I mean? I mean, they're not going to show that before the joke, because the whole joke is the, 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 the tricking the audience into thinking it's something else. I get it, but it's like a magician pulling a coin out of here. Like, it's a trick, but it wasn't that original or good. Like I thought it was kind of good. I kinda, I'm not going to say I knew it was happening. I would. I love the fact that it wasn't a trial. And there was something else going on, but come on, man, a party. But did you think it was a trial at first? Yeah, I did at first. Then it succeeded. Yeah, but then it let me down. Like, <laughs> if you're going to fool me, fool me into thinking it's something and then show me that it was something funny. What else is going to be as a comedy? I mean, I think a party is pretty good. I, they just went through That's a far stretch to be a celebration. You know what I mean? Like, there is a... okay. Explain to me why they have to be put into a pool of eels. Boiling eels. Boiling eels. boiling eels. Yeah, that was a bit much. No doubt. <laughs> that was a bit much. <laughs> like, I, I and it wasn't it. even if funny gonna, either. Yeah. yeah. Like, if it was going to be a party at the end, we didn't have to go through so such great lengths to make this seem like a trial. Because, like, the whole episode was based on this great big trial. I thought it was pretty good, man. And my other question, like, so, Clark, did it mention what species he was? At first, I thought he was Galrakian, but I don't think they do say what he is because he he sort of looks like the um, the totem, the 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 fertility totem people, but he was too tall. Right. See, it would have helped me more if they had been like at the beginning of this episode somehow in some reference they mentioned this species. And how big they're on celebrations. You know, maybe that would have helped me out. Or or why why was he captured by the Romulans or the Klingons? It was the Romulans, but um they never said I mean, why, never said. why was he captured? I mean that would have helped a little bit on the storyline part. Well well, well 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 the Lord Dickers asked that at the very end and then the captain said, You're asking too much, you know. That was probably- yeah, but, I mean I get it the Lord Dickers shouldn't know, but us as an audience should know. I think it would it would have helped me more in the story. Like this had potential to be great, and these little things that I'm saying would have made me give it a four in this rating. This a four, but it's just so much left out of it that the only thing was left for me was was this funny or was it not? Yeah, and 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 I think personally, instead of having them get a map, they should have just. Who wants to? They have a map. They have still a cartography. Right. To Stella Cartography, like Tindy said, they just need and coordinates. It's a map of the neutral zone. They just need a really? coordinates, man. That's all they needed. <laughs> That's something else. Like, would have been nice if maybe this species, Clar species, were like an unknown species that lived in the neutral zone yeah. that they didn't know about or something. Like, that would have helped. Just this, a little this bit. This is Lord Dex, man. This is not the. <laughs> this is not the main show. I thought it was. I, a, I thought it was a good Lord Dex premise and episode for what you know Lower Decks is. I mean, we're on, we're eight episodes in now. We have to know what Lower Decks is. Now, whether we liked it or not is neither here or there, but we know what Lower Decks is. I know it's still this frustrating. Is Dick, Go ahead. This is how Lower Decks is. I would never sign up for Starfleet. 
<laughs> Imagine if they an army recruiter was coming to you and you knew that the ensign or not the ensigns, but the privates in the army were like this. Would you ever join? Well, they don't show you the riffraff in the recruiting video. They show you the best of the best. They don't show well, you the guy the who, the they, they don't show you the guy who can't climb the rope and can't swim, you know, across the pool. They show you the <laughs> The best of the best in the in the promo video. I guess, I guess, but I mean, not even a promo. I'm just saying, this is it. let's build it up a little bit, man. I, I get it; it's the lower decks, and I understand that. But man, give us something. Give us something. Let's just not beat up, beat this lower deck thing into the ground, and then throw humor over to cover it. That's the name of the show, man. <laughs> I don't know. God, I don't know. Leave me alone. Oh, let's try to let's try to end on a few good notes. So what do we think about Q showing up in the episode? I thought it was cute, but unnecessary. I mean, it was, it was completely fan service, but it's Q. How can you not enjoy it? You know, a little bit of Q. What about you, John? I agree with Jeremy. It was, I just, it was all fan service. Like, it was like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think I think I liked it because it is it's one of the few times what they've done what I've been wanting them to do since the show started. You know, like in the shows like Family Guy and all these other adult cartoons that have flashbacks. So this is the only time I remember them having a flashback to a mission that show, you know, other than just Q being in it. But it was I like the fact that they went to this flashback and showed us insight on something that's happened before. So I thought that was really cool. And I kind of want more of that, you know, because instead of trying to force everything into the natural progression progression of the show, you know, I rather I I like seeing these flashbacks every now and then, like like the flashback we had to DS9 with Mariner and the the crazy boyfriend. Um, And I I think it's cool if we get a a cool cameo in something like that, because over the course of several years and missions, you're going to run into these different characters mm-hmm. instead of having to shout them out every five seconds in your random talking. <laughs> uh, right. I, I like it better when it's like that. So I enjoyed seeing Q and seeing that view into a mission we'll never get the full scope of, but I thought it was cool that they put him in that way. And then they had the obvious, just funny thing at the end where they were trying to, he was trying to um, procure them at the very end. And uh, Marino was like, we don't have time to F with you Q, you know, <laughs> Go find Picard. <laughs> hey, it'd have been nice if he'd have been a little bit. I, I kind of go opposite of you, Clarence. I'd, I'd appreciate it if the appearance of Q would have been more in the storyline. Like maybe he had some small part in this whole episode. Mm, that probably might would have been interesting. But, but you know, I think Q being the judge and jury is kind of like the obvious. Well, not, not being the judge and jury, but like. Maybe again. So we're trying to figure out why was Clark captured? Maybe something that had to do with Q. Maybe Q transport, like put him on a ship playing a game or to let Starfleet know that this race of aliens lived in the neutral zone. I don't know. Just something. He didn't have to play a big part in it, but more than just a flashback and a joke at the end would have made it better for me. Yeah. I do like, I, I think we got a reference to Picard ever so slightly. Um, and I know Kender means truth, but there, there was the Horn of Kender, uh, which if you remember the Picard episode, Absolute Kandor, uh, with the, the, the on planet Vash T, we had the Quot Malat, 
who emphasized oh, yeah. total yeah, communication, yeah. communication of emotion without filter. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. I thought that was a reference. Maybe not, but, you know, I thought it was cool. And then the actual namesake of the episode, Veritas, uh, it means truth. So the goddess of truth. So that's that's another cool thing. And with that, I think we're pretty much ready to wrap up this. Uh, I see you guys really didn't like it. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I, I I I think it was probably one of my favorite episodes. To be honest, I really enjoyed it. I I I loved almost everything in this episode. I loved the subversion. I loved the windows into these different stories that the Lord Deckers was telling. I loved the Q flashback. There was nothing that I just really hated except that dance. Oh, another, <laughs> another thing I really hated. Um, my absolutely most hated thing in this episode was um when they were in the bird of prey and then oh, i forgot what they said when the when oh the, you mean when he was scanning yeah 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 I, that got <laughs> on my nerves the, the joke went on for just too too way too long and yeah i was going to mention that like i did i did like it the first like couple of times i was like Haha, yeah you keep messing her up and then it's like okay let's do it for another <laughs> minute <laughs> right we have time to feel <sighs> <laughs> again one of those wasted moments like it was really good and, and they just beat it to death yeah all right but i did like the uh tendy fight scene yeah that was cool that was cool i like that yeah i want more tendy man cause I, I think she's she's gonna be a breakout and also rutherford i think that i i want to i wish there's more i hope there's more to what he is because I'm really I'm really enjoying seeing more of him. So hopefully there's more to that character than we see on the on the face of it. And also Tendi. I'm I'm really loving her. It's funny that I'm loving those two more than <laughs> the top than Mariner and Boimler. So I don't know. Mariner is slowly becoming my favorite. She was more subdued in this episode to tell the truth. Yeah, she, she was. She was. Oh, well, this wasn't a Mariner episode, so that kinda Saved us there. It was like a everybody worked together episode. So, but 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 uh, it, it, I think one of the best jokes in the in the show, and I knew it was coming, but I still laughed when I first saw it. And that's with the uh, cinema message thing. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah. So that when, was, uh... when they where they're getting a the map, and and the captain asks Bormler what to do, and Bormler doesn't oh. know. <laughs> then she says, yeah. "Okay, cinema message." <laughs> she shoots him. How does the captain not know that means graze the ship with a with fire? <laughs> yeah, like I grew a mariner like that. that yeah, that's, that's what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good joke, even though you know it was in the trailer from last week. But I, I feel like that's a really good joke. I, I, I kind of wish it wasn't in the trailer. I kind of wish we just got it in the episode because then it'd be yeah. super funny. Um, the trailers kind of spoil some of their best stuff too. Yeah, and then you know, man, I'm so disappointed in Boimler, man. He gets this opportunity on the bridge to, you know, show his vast knowledge. I mean, he's quoting things all the time from Star Trek lore, but when given the opportunity just to give a simple instruction on how to act in this situation, you would think he of anybody would be the best equipped at giving a great answer. But it, right. But like, oh, that really disappointed me. Yeah, I kind of half expected him to give like a generic 
broad covered answer that would might just go along with like Starfleet and standard protocol. I mean, he's just quoting out maneuvers and tactical situations like that. Yeah, that disappointed me too. It'd have been funny if he'd have said the Janeway maneuver. (laughs) (laughs) That would be a good callback, actually. Not Janeway protocol. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, man. And then that would have been a good place to explain something. Explain it, too. Because if he'd have said Janeway protocol, it should have been like, that's a great idea. And then they did something. And then they could have put that in memory alpha as the Janeway protocol. They put everything else on Lord to memory alpha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. Well, let's go ahead and... Uh... Uh, sorry for anybody listening. Sorry, we're not trying to be negative. It's just that, that we got to tell it like it is. You it is what it is, tell man. It like it is, man. And so let me take this moment to explain to myself, to our listeners. I am not a big cartoon watching person. Like I grew up with the Bugs Bunny and we were kind of joking before the show about Darkwing Duck and all that. I did. I grew up watching that and I can watch that now. Scooby Doo and all that. But when we start getting into like the Ed, Ed and Eddie's and the Rick and Morty's and all these things, I just I, I've never really enjoyed them much. And I think that's kind of where a lot of my dislike for this show comes from. Not necessarily that the show may be bad. It's just I mean, for the fans of those type of shows, maybe this is good. But I mean, it's just kind of hard for me to get on board with it just because that's just not my type of stuff. And I'm, the more I watch it, the more I watch each episode, the more I realize it's maybe not necessarily the show or the storyline. It's just this type of entertainment that I'm just not into. So, again, if our listeners don't don't judge it strictly off of me, which I'm pretty sure you're not. But I don't mean to offend anybody or make you not want to watch this. It's probably a really good show, but that's just where I'm coming from on it. You know, man, what I, what I, what I really think we should do after um, this season is over and after discovery season three is over, I really want us to go and try to watch a few of the best animated series episodes. I know we did that one that we, oh, God. <laughs> well, but just hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I know we did that one animated series episode that, you know, I think we kind of like, but didn't love. Um, it would and be, I think we didn't love that just because of the time it was made. And it was more of a technical. Visual. Yeah, yeah. But, but hear me out. What if that is more true to what you're expecting as far as storyline and trick, the, the tricky part of it? I think it, I think it is. I think it probably is. Maybe, but again, and it's not even, and I say this, I've said this a couple of times, I'm not even expecting a lot of trick from this. I mean, if I I were to analyze this this particular episode just based off of trick and my trick expectations, I would be 20 times worse, but I don't. It's just, I'm trying to watch it as a funny animated series and it's not funny to me. And that, that's just where I'm getting. And maybe that's not the type of funny. I guess I'm looking for more of a, and I said this before again, a, we need a bit more seriousness in each episode. Not the entire episode, but just. Like, well, how can it be both? I don't think it can be serious and funny. Why can't it? Like a friend of mine, I don't know who I was talking to. We were talking about that, but it's like, like Dragon Ball Z. 
for instance, Dragon Ball Z is serious and funny. Yeah. There's some funny in it. Like, there's always some funny in it, but there's some seriousness. Like, I laugh, I get mad, I get excited. It's a show. Well, it's you a comedy. The last Airbender is yeah. a great example of that, actually. Yeah. Uh, I just finished watching uh, Korra, Legend of Korra. I finished yeah. that season. It's, again, that's another one. It's funny, but there's some seriousness to it. And it, when you have that seriousness, you're more apt to enjoy the humor. Yeah. Instead of just all humor all the time. And then I'm just, I'm just kind of, I start kind of tuning it out because like every single scene is made to make you laugh. And at that point, I'm just like, I'm comparing that. Maybe I laughed one time. So is this laugh scene better than the last? No. So I'm not going to laugh. You, uh, maybe I'll make it sense. Maybe yeah. I'm not. I mean, you, you totally are. I mean, even, even Star Trek, for that matter, there's comedic moments in a normal episode. Right. You know, plenty of comedic moments. But uh, it just at certain points, like this episode, if there would have been a seriousness to the mission, a little bit more explanation into like a serious point of the mission, then I could have got on board with the humor. But everything from beginning to end was a joke. I don't know, man. <sighs> A wise man once said, it is what it is. <laughs> it, may have, it may have been Jeremy a few seconds ago. <laughs> I'll accept the <laughs> With that, let's get ratings. Jeremy, what do you think, man? So before I get my rating, I want to say that the voice of Clark was actually one of our Star Trek favorite uh, guest actors, Kurt Wood Smith, who played Red in uh, that 70s show, but also played, uh, and I got the list right here, President of the Federation in Star Trek uh, the undiscovered, uh, undiscovered country, a Cardassian named Thrax in Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, um, and Anorax in one of my favorite episodes, "The Year of Hell" from Star Trek: Voyager. Hmm. Ah, cool beans! Great. So that was that was that was that was welcome. That was very welcome. But for the episode itself, I'm just going to go with a 2.5 because it didn't it didn't do anything to my emotions. I wasn't crying. I wasn't mad. I was just it was just there. All right. What about you, Jonathan? Uh, so, oh, man, I'm starting. I hate to be. Speak your truth, man. Absolute candor. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to, again, go with the 1.5 on this one. Like, it is Trek, so you get a little bonus there. Uh, I like the fact that we get to see Mariner and Boiler on the bridge. Uh, so that was a plus. And we got to see a little. Uh, I've got to see the Lord Dex team stick together in a common goal. So that was a plus. But short of that, uh, 1.5, man. Wow. Well, as for me, I think I'm going to give it a 4. Solid wow. 4.0, man. Um, again, like I said up top, I love that they kind of tricked us with the whole reason for being there. Now, was the reason the best reason? Maybe not. But I do like that they kind of tricked us with that. I love to seeing each of these small views and how each of these characters played into the overall mission. You know, any of these vignettes taken by themselves or don't seem that impactful, but you can't see how you, if you stitch them all together, it, it plays into the overall mission, uh, which again, that mission we don't get fully briefed on, but you know, I still thought it was fun. And, um, you know, do I believe the captain and bridge crew should be suspended in animation while the lower deckers are put on holding up quotes here trial for a party? Kind of dumb, but 
<laughs> I do like I do like the how they tricked us there a little bit. And I thought it was a fun episode. Now, did I laugh out loud? Maybe once or twice. But, you know, we kind of have to have to gauge to what the show is. And I, for what it is, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So that's it for me. So with that said, let's see what everyone has been working on, watching, listening to, podcast related or otherwise. Jonathan, what about you, man? Uh, so like I mentioned earlier, I finished the uh, series Legends of Korra. Uh, that was a pretty good show. Uh, I've always been a fan of the Airbender, uh, I guess, series. Uh, so that was pretty good. You check that out. Um, I also started Cobra Kai today. Oh, man. That is an awesome show, as you guys have already mentioned. And my plan tonight is to finish up Relativity. Oh, man. Which I think you know something about, Clarence. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I'm sad that it's over, actually. Um, this It's a show that I got to participate in. Friend of the show, Lee Shackelford, produces, writes, directs, stars in. Uh, and I came on around the third season, episode 21, I believe. And yeah, it's been a fun ride. And I'm so sad that it's over, man. And tell me what you think on the ending. How, what episode are you actually on? Oh, God, I don't remember. 50 something. Oh, man. 50- 57, 56. Okay. Somewhere in there. It, 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 gets, it gets better, dude. Trust me. I just need Marcus to step it up, man. <laughs> he, he tries. He tries. <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, but but yeah, that's. I guess that'll be my shout out to check out the Relativity Podcast. It's over, but you know you can binge it all right now. And, you know, I, I won't be able to shout it out too many more times after this, but check out Relativity. Uh Jeremy, what do you have to shout out? But you've been listening to watching podcasts later. Otherwise, you have anything, man? Um, not really. I've started watching The Blacklist again because I just love that show. Um, that's really all I've been doing. But my youngest child goes into surgery tomorrow for another port for dialysis. So if everybody would just kind of keep him in your prayers and good vibes or whatever you happen to do, that'd be greatly appreciated. Um, but we're just ticking right along. Oh, man. That's all I got. Yeah, we're definitely, definitely keep them in our prayers, man. That's going to be it for us, guys. We really appreciated you joining along for the ride. And again, as I say always, let us know what you're thinking of Lower Decks. <laughs> Are you loving it, liking it, hating it? Um, you know, from what I've seen from people's responses and things I've read is that it's really all over the place. You know, I think it this more than normal trick. I kind of I think leans to your sentimentalities because I is that the right word leans to you leans to what you love, what you hate, because I definitely see a lot of people either, you know, really, really love this or just think it's trash. So, <laughs> <laughs> it kind of goes back to just what do you like? I think if you like this type of thing, you'll love the show. And if you don't, you won't. All right. Well, that's as straight as you can get it. Send in that feedback to fans at DiscussingTrek.com. And once again, hit us up at DiscussingTrek on any of the social medias as it were. Thank you all for joining. And until next time, guys, live long and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Discussing Trek Podcast. 
For more information, go to discussingtrek.com slash subscribe. just not the same for you after Tony Stark's endgame snap? Are you desperately looking forward to the Snyder Cut to regain your love for the Justice League? Disappointed by the return of Skywalker? And how angry are you about Star Trek killing Picard only to reanimate him in a golem? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you need help. And I'm here to give it to you. I'm Tasha Pierce, host of After the Snap podcast. Every Sunday, join me as I present reasons for you to fall in love again with sci-fi. After the Snap, virtual group therapy for all of sci-fi's depressing moments. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are served. Discussing at work.